Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Trinity Church Waxachi podcast. Rob Price here along with Pastor Lennon Nolan. Good afternoon, Pastor Lennon. Good afternoon, Rob. Take no prisoners, Price. You and me talking means it is time for the Pastor's Podcast. We bring yes. Pastor along and say, hey, what up with you? Yeah. Talking about life groups, announcements, and things on your heart. So we're back again, and uh, we have some stuff on the docket to talk about. Things happening It's a good week our at our campus. Yeah. It's a good week at our campus. What's going on? That's what it is, Rob. Well, um, this... This coming Sunday evening, starting at a five o'clock, five to seven thirty, is our annual family night. We always kind of position it at the end of October, and so this year we do have kind of an '80s theme. And so here's the deal: uh, bring your best Karate Kid outfit, you know, just whatever. Just the the theme is '80s night. So if it's anything from that era, or if you just want to come and you don't want to dress up as anything, Rob, are you preparing a killer Spotify playlist? For the speakers, yes, yes. I, I'll leave that to the. I'll leave that to the the team. Wait, 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 wait. If you leave it to a kid who wasn't born until two thousand one, can you really entrust them to come up with the best eighties music? I don't. I don't know. I think you're taking a chance here. If you could pull one song from the eighties and make sure it was on the oh, playlist, what would it be? And talking about oh it and offending gosh. nobody listening to this <laughs> podcast, what would it be, Rob? Oh, there's so many. There's so many. I mean, how about I the Tiger? Let's go with I, the I the Tiger is a huge one. Yeah, I, I love the classic. I've already mentioned the Karate Kid, but uh, I don't even know what the song is called. Just the lyrics. You're the best around. Nothing's yeah. ever going to keep you down. Yeah. Love I, that. Yeah, Little Bon Jovi. Little Bon Jovi. Little Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff. What else we got going on in the hopper? Well, at the at the 80s night, we have a chili cook-off. Okay. And so if you haven't signed up for that yet and you want to, email Isaac Martinez. It's imartinez at trinitychurch.org. Let them know that you want to get in on it. Uh, our defending champion is Russell Brown. Russell Brown won last year. He would probably win most things that came to cooking because Russell Brown is, is quite the cook, but he needs to be taken out. I think he's probably gotten a little arrogant, <laughs> carrying his head a little too high. And so uh, if you want to give a shot at Chili, you should do it and come slay the dragon. Bring it. Let's go. Let's yeah. Go. And we'll have games, Rob. Uh, each of our life groups is uh, manning a game. And so two and a half hours of fun. And one more thing I would say, hey, bring a friend. This mm. this coming weekend, can I encourage you, uh, don't come to church without a friend. Uh, don't come to 80s night without a friend. Okay, if all your friends say no, you should still come. But don't come without inviting. Uh, let's let's bring people in. Bring someone Sunday morning to hear the gospel. Uh, bring someone Sunday night just to have a good time uh, around the people of God. Let's connect with people that aren't already connected somewhere yeah, uh, because we're here for others. So uh, before we get into, before we kind of hit on the lesson this week, Rob, um, give me a little feedback from your life group. How's it going? We met back at Jesse Thompson's house again. Kind of a cool side story. While we're playing cornhole warming up, it was about 6.30-ish. You, you say ish. I picked it up from you. Ish. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Ish. Uh-huh. You know. yep. It's getting dark and we're throwing the cornhole bags and one of our guys, Dave Bundrick, noticed a figure walking in, in a yard next door. And he's like, I think that's Bill Humphreys. Well, Bill Humphreys was a longtime member of Trinity Church in Cedar Hill. And mm. his son, Matt, lives at that house. And I walk, Bill, how you doing? And it's uh, he's doing the sprinkler system for his, for his son, Matt. Matt's yeah. out of town. And Matt's a, a, a police officer for, for Dallas. And so it was just cool because Matt worked with my son in, in uh, like fine arts and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. it was really cool to see a fellow Trinity, Trinity Church, Trinity Trinitarian. 
<laughs> fellow it, trinitarian it, it, it was real cool to see a trinity churchitarian yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. living next door to jesse thompson so yeah. it was kind of cool connection with with bill and so went inside had a really good talk pastor about uh divorce was the topic from last week yeah and tough boy, stuff. tell you what we had we've had one guy who's been through one one who's been through another one or two one guy who's been single his whole life and then a couple of guys who have been married for many, many, many years. So it's a good blend of just different perspectives. And we all shared our some of our stories of dealing with, you know, marriage and divorce. And it was very, yeah. it was heavy and full. And when we left, we all felt edified. So it was really, really good talk. I, I love how you, I love how you said that because that is always the goal whenever we gather that we want to leave edified. We, you know, we pray frequently at the end of messages, uh, Lord, if comfort is needed, comfort. If conviction is needed, convict. But one thing the church is never here to do, any life group, any preacher, is is to condemn. And so we can talk very straightforward about the Word of God and about um, about holiness and about what He says to do in life and not to do. And yet in all of those things, uh, we are seeking to win people to Christ or to be conformed further into His image. So I love that you could tackle tough stuff and at the end of the night, everyone be glad that they came. Um, you know, the scripture says, uh, iron sharpens iron as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another, and we can't sharpen one another if we're never around each other. And that's why this whole deal with our emphasis on life groups, um, it would be, it would be easy to do them less than we do, you know, having them be weekly during big parts of the year. Uh, but the conviction is that good things happen from consistently being in proximity and that at the end of the day, even though we're all tired, we have all, all have responsibilities, careers, chores, things like that, and lots of reasons not to clean up your house so men can come over. I think half the game is not just the good content that Dr. Reynolds is producing from your notes, but mm-hmm. it's the stories, the background life histories that come out of, that spring from these conversations. Like I've learned things about the men in my group that I would have never learned otherwise. And it makes me appreciate them even more as human beings That's and right. understand maybe how they are the way they are, how they, their personality and their, you know, how they speak and how they talk. It likes, gives me great perspective and, and love for, for these other men. So yes. it really, it, it does matter a lot. That's the, that's the deal right there. I mean, people hear, uh, we hear a sermon on Sundays. I should know. I, I usually give it. But the life group time is not a sermon. It is about that exchange of life. We call it sharing life uh, gathered around the word. So we let God's word uh, critique us and equip us and encourage us. But um, did you ever have one of those like rock tumblers growing up? Do you know what I'm saying? No. Like it's a it's a little barrel or it can be huge. Same concept plays if you're talking about 50 gallon drums or a small like one gallon barrel. What happens, Rob, it's there's a version of it that's a kid's toy. And you have all of these different color rocks that you throw in. Uh, they're misshapen. They have jagged edges. But whenever they're turning in that barrel, um, the friction over time uh, polishes each rock to where it comes out essentially looking kind of like a jewel. And for a kid, it's really amazing. Um, community tends to have that effect on us uh, to where whenever we're speaking into each other's lives or if um, – if we're talking about something tough in marriage, and I hear you talk about how you processed something with Sharon, uh, maybe that helps rub some hard edges off me as I'm sitting there and thinking like, 
you know, if, if Rob can handle something like that, that way, maybe I could too. And, and we all become better for it. Well, and we'll close with this thought. And that is there's one gentleman in our group who's typically very quiet and I let him stay quiet. And so did my fellow leader, Jesse throughout the whole night at the very end. I just felt like, because as a leader, I wanted there to be at least an attempt at conversational balance. Like everyone has a chance to share and talk. This yes. guy had not said a single word the entire night. Right. And I just kind of kicked the ball in his corner and said, you know, so-and-so, have, have you had any thoughts on this? Or you want to share a story? And, you know, and he paused and I thought, well, this is not going to work. And then he just began to open up and share. And we were all just like our jaws just dropped mm. at his story of some of the stuff he'd gone through as, as a young, as a young man and the pain he's endured and how he's triumphed over it through, through Christ. And to me, that was one of the signature moments of the entire two hours that we met from the first cornhole bag toss mm. to the closing prayer. I, I'm, I'm marked by his five to seven minute monologue about his life. And he had been quiet the whole time. So my point to leaders is be patient, wait, but just look for spots to have conversational equity because that quiet person, they may want to stay quiet, but once you just kind of slowly give them the ball, they might take it and run. This guy could have said, no, I'm good. It would have been just fine. That's right. But he didn't. Yeah. And he really mm -hmm. edified the whole body. It was, it was outstanding. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Let's move on to the topic at hand for this week, gang. It's called Jesus on taking oaths. So we're continuing yeah. on from, we talked about lust and divorce. And the next chunk of scripture in Matthew 5 is Jesus goes right into talking about your words and let your yes right. be yes and your no, no. So walk us through some highlights that you felt were big points on Sunday and how we can kind of emphasize that this week. Well, it was just the notion of of. Jesus essentially saying, and, and I love how Tim Keller said this, uh, he said, essentially, we're always under oath. And uh, whenever I heard him uh, teaching on this passage, and he said that, that stuck with me. We talked about that Sunday, um, about always, in a sense, being under oath. And let your yes be yes, and your no be no kind of means that. We said, uh, say what you mean, mean what you say, and uh, don't try to cloak things into appearances of what they're not to kind of be be pleasing to someone at sight, but be someone different behind the scenes. And so um, it was a lot about personal integrity was what it was about. When I've read the scripture in recent years, since I've walked into the revelation, personal revelation of covenant, I see two words here, pastor, and those listening that to me are covenantal. In fact, I know they are, oath and swear. Those two words are literally covenantal words. It would be like if I was talking about baseball and I said, double, homer, home plate, first base, outfield. I'm using mm -hmm. words that cycle around the word baseball. Well, the word oath and the word swear literally are covenantal words. Yeah. And so I think the caution here is saying, be careful to enter into a covenant with your mouth with someone else. And you think mm -hmm. it's just blase fair and it's not, it's right. serious. Right. So Jesus says, don't, don't even go there unless you really mean it. Therefore, you know what? Just, just let your yes be yes and your no, no. Yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of podcasts on my little feed. And one of them is from a guy named Ed Milet, Ed Milet Show. And he's an inspirational speaker, author and writer. And, and he said something last year and it kind of ties into this. And he's talking about self-confidence, but it also ties into this topic of just the words that make, that give you confidence. 
He says, self-confidence is keeping promises that you make to yourself. Mm. That's all that really is. Because if you know you can trust yourself, then you have a lot of confidence. So do, in fact, do you have a great reputation with yourself? Mm. When you look in the mirror, do you trust yourself? Mm-hmm. Do you say, that's a good gal, that's a good guy. I trust that person. Mm. That gives you a lot of confidence. So to me, Jesus ties into this a little bit with your, your yes, yes, your no be no, and have confidence that I'm doing the right thing. I can, if I say it, I mean it. Mm-hmm. I will keep the promise I make to you because I keep promises to myself. So anyway, that, I just love, love that yeah, tie in there. That would be being integrable all the way through. There you go. All the way That's down. Exactly right. So Dr. Reynolds says in here, you know, he refers to one of the passages we read from Matthew 23, where Jesus talks about an oath by the temple or by the gold of the temple or by the altar, the gift of the altar. And so Dr. Reynolds points out, I doubt that any of us have ever taken an oath by the gold of the temple. That's not necessarily our world. But... Jesus, he says, is engaging in a debate about how a person fulfills the commandment of not giving dishonest testimony against your neighbor. And so he asked the question, the discussion question, how might one attempt to justify dishonesty or maybe just not complete honesty by appealing to the situation or the person to whom honesty is owed, which is a, which is an interesting question. And so one of the things that you might think through friends, if uh, you're leading a life group or you're just a part of it, is um, are there times where you haven't kept an agreement or someone hasn't kept an agreement with you uh, just because it hasn't been signed in blood? Or, or you know what I mean? I, I had my fingers crossed behind the back or just kind of an idea of trying to get out of something. But um, justifying dishonesty is that is a character issue that we want to get as far away from us as, as possible. Uh, it would come to kind of this idea of being honest with ourselves about the integrity of our own words. You got me thinking about this one. Now, my, my, you know, I'm, I'm in a blender right now. So I think I'm in a blender too, because I'm so, not sure what I just so said made it, sense. It's good. <laughs> so you're saying don't be caught up in the trap of lowering your standards to what you think someone else's accountability might be. Or what, yeah, or what they deserve, because what we would be doing is we would be justifying not keeping our word or not living up to what we know is right in the eyes of God, because we're kind of deciding that that they don't deserve it. And we're not we're not talking about telling a lie to someone with a gun pointed at you saying, where's your family? (laughs) We're talking about we're talking about uh, life situations, kind of more everyday stuff. And then um, just toward toward the end, we don't want to hit on the whole set of notes here, but the notes always, friends, are at trinitywax.info. And if you scroll down, you'll always see the notes for the week will be po- would be posted there. Uh, but at the end, uh, Peter Reynolds points out some scripture from 1 Peter chapter 2. Conduct yourselves. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Peter. You just did that because it's First Peter two two. That's true. Two twelve. Namesake. Oh my God. Haven't you noticed he always he quotes always First Peter? Peter and right yeah. All right. Yes. Keep going. I'll let you read that. Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles. It says so that when they slander you as evil doers, they will observe your good works and will glorify God on the day He visits. It sounds like they they'll have no, nothing will stick to you. Yeah. In in this text, of course, Gentiles means unbelievers. And so Peter is talking about our life as a witness to unbelievers. And so he asks us to discuss the question, how do you think our integrity as Christians can function as a witness to 
our neighbors. And um, we we all know the stereotype, those Christians, they're hypocrites, they're hypocrites. And people throw that around quite freely, I found. But I also know that whenever somebody encounters someone who really does mean yes when they say yes and no when they say no, that that is so rare that it does point beyond us. And um, I think it's a great opportunity to be a witness for Jesus just by being a person of character for him. And it's very freeing to be able to say no and mean it and not have to have to back up the truck a little bit. In business, my wife works a lot of business people in Midlothian and people, I'm telling you, gang, the quote unquote world out there, they're starving for honesty and someone to trust, someone to, that's, that's reliable because they live in a world of deceit and shifting shadows and lies and broken contracts. And we have a chance to be rock solid, reliable. And that in itself is a huge witness to the gospel. God help us live into that opportunity. Okay. Well, pray for us and we'll close out this podcast, Pastor. All right. Well, Lord, we do love you. We're so grateful for you. And uh, Lord, we're we're glad to be a part of this church, this place that you've placed us, this corner of your kingdom that you've given us. And God, we're grateful for the life groups that you're helping us build. Um, I pray pray for just each of our groups as we gather throughout the week, Lord, that our relationships would be an experience of your love, that you would help us be supportive brothers and sisters, that you will help us um, be acquaintances that become friends, that become family. And Lord, would your hand be on uh, us this week as we live our lives in the marketplace, as we play our roles as parents, as friends, as students, and God just be with us. We pray your blessings on the weekend ahead, and that something even like a big block party like we're doing can be just a, a great witness of your love, not only to one another, but to the neighborhood where you've placed us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. On behalf of Pastor Lennon, this is Rob Price saying thanks for listening to Pastor's Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, share this podcast with all your family and friends within the Trinity Church family. Uh, it's available on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, all the big boys, of course, the Buzzsprout site itself. So uh, have a listen to it and help you uh, in your walk with the Lord and in your life group. Take care. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>